You just tuned in to Top 5 by Zoe, the admirer of airtight flows, minor chord progressions, and intricate bass lines. This podcast is for my new listeners and prisoners and the jealous rap cats that prefer dissing us, the OGs that know me, and the music lovers, whoever you are, wherever you are in your musical journey. Today is a very special episode that we have annually. Um, the reunion of all reunions. Wow. Better than your grandmother telling everybody to come down <laughs> to mississippi wow and you know celebrate yeah this is the if for the ogs that know me and matter of fact introduce yourself wow so i am mark um before I, before i get into my introduction though, i do just want to say that you are super professional because i thought that was a pre-recorded drop that you play every time <laughs> at the beginning of a podcast so for you to remember that this is like viola davis level oh, um but that's amazing you, we so already know how this I is about am to go mark i am the number one top five by zoe stan <laughs> And uh, yeah, um, a former um, one half of uh, PMTA podcast for the people who have listened and a, a, a guest of uh, Top 5 by Zoe in the past. Thank you so much for coming back again. Thank you for having me. And the, you were one of the most requested <laughs> to be a, you know, on the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that's it. I will drop my cash app again. <laughs> I think I may have been the first to do that on this show. So the first and only, I will do actually. it again for the for y'all who uh, who are looking to support my ministry. Oh my goodness! Well, since we have the PMTA reunion, I think that it would be fitting for us to you know do a little recap of the decade for sure, um, and just you wow. know talk about what hip-hop we've been experiencing with mm -hmm. soundtracked our lives recently um so let's just start like in your opinion like who are some artists that you've listened to the most had on repeat this decade wow that's that's a tall ask as you know mm -hmm. um i play so much and i think with the advent of streaming services we actually have access to play even more than we would have uh with you know, running back a CD or flipping over a tape, you know, in the past. And so this decade shaped largely by streaming has allowed me to listen to so much. And so I've been exposed to, um, you know, No Name and Megan Thee Stallion, mm -hmm. as well as listening to old Jay-Z records and old NWA records when we were talking about earlier. And so um, as far as who I've played most, uh, certainly I think... And I may be getting ahead of myself, but I think this decade belongs to Beyonce. Mm. Um, and anybody who is listening, you knew that was coming. So <laughs> if you're playing like a drinking game, go ahead and take your first shot. But um, Beyonce shaped this decade largely. And so I've spent a lot of time, of course, listening to Beyonce in terms of hip hop. Uh, Jay-Z had some really, really seminal records this year that I think were... Uh, just important to his career mm -hmm. and to the archive of hip hop as it is going to become. And so um, I spent some time listening to him and then some some newer people, some Smino and some um, all of the Odd Future crew, which mm -hmm. really, I think, was one of the more dominant crews this year. Um, can't leave out Young Money, of course, as well. And so really really varied in terms of what i listen to and i don't want to bore people because you know my replay is actually probably much older 
than this decade. So no, I'll, I'll keep it to the decade. I'll keep it yeah. to the decade uh, in that regard. Um, I think that's interesting that you said Beyonce is has probably defined this decade the most. Um, I mean, with in 2013 with self-titled, with Lemonade, and then having Jay-Z with his 444s and not even just 44, 444, like Magna Carta, Holy Grail, mm-hmm. like those albums were pretty much stand, like big um, releases in his For sure. career. And even with Magna Carta, I mean, we, we, we talked about streaming and we talked about, or we will, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, on this episode and talking about the decade, talk about exclusives. And I think he kind of led the way for that in mm-hmm. his partnership with Samsung, yep. which was monumental and going platinum even before being released. And like how uh, it was like fake broken when exactly, it first happened. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, I didn't even like think to, I keep forgetting that that was in this 2010. Yeah. And it was, it, it started a trend, uh, of course, that then became wars, mm-hmm. um, or even with Beyonce's uh, four album um, that was released only at Target, yeah. or like you know what I mean. And then people were like, oh, "I'm only going to go to Apple if I'm Drake or Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. or I'm only going to go to Spotify." And so, or even Beyonce um, putting out an album on a Friday, and now all yeah. albums come out on Fridays. Yeah, it certainly changed the game with that digital drop, which I think we didn't realize how monumental monumental that was at the time even the backlash that she received in doing so and some uh, retailers saying we wouldn't sell your record because you put it on apple first Mm -hmm. um in the same way that we're seeing now with netflix and people with the irishman which you had the opportunity to work on um saying like we're not gonna you know put this in theaters because you put it on netflix already or um we saw that with with the digital drop of beyonce and um certainly changed the world of streaming the world of music i think it's going back now mm-hmm. we saw her finally put lemonade on spotify after three years and jay-z and put, his put his whole catalog right and so i think people are going to start um you know disseminating it a little more but that exclusivity uh shaped a lot of what we what we came to know whether it was from kanye or rihanna or a number of people taylor swift saying that she would not support certain streaming services and so uh that certainly defined a lot of of the music era as well mm-hmm. um whereas back in the day you just go to fye you just go to walmart and what, they FYE? have it you know there on a tuesday and you pick up your album and you go home yeah and it's like no i need to support this particular streaming site and listen to it in this way and just a whole new way that we experience music mm-hmm. um and we've talked about this in the past the way that people uh perceive music as singles driven is largely uh, due to that streaming uh, platform as well versus having to listen to an album or a tape from start to finish or skipping to your favorite song people can literally type in the name of a song mm-hmm. and listen to that song and play it over and over again which we have seen with spotify year in reviews and apple year in reviews so um it's changed music has changed and it'll be interesting to see how it changes and and who will be changing it as beyonce and jay-z have where do you predict that music will be from 2020 to 2030 hip-hop primarily hip-hop primarily wow um i i think it will be more diverse than it has been 
in the last few decades, and I'm not talking about purely in terms of race, but in terms of the types of mm-hmm. hip hop that we are able to have access to, um, how people are driven to alternative rap, like, you know, um, Regal Nasty, or if people want to hear Trap, or if people want to hear Bounce, or if people want to hear Southern, um, you know, hip hop, or and Chopped and Screwed with Megan, and it, it's it's going to be much more diverse um, than what we've heard. It won't just be a period of time where everything is trap, or everything is East Coast, or everything is West Coast. People really have an opportunity to say, I want to listen to the baby and Megan and Kendrick and Jay Z and you know epmd all in the in the Mm -hmm. same day i want to listen to tribe today and then flip over and listen to post malone and so people will have an opportunity to decide um to have this amalgam of hip-hop at one time versus us just saying wow the west coast is really killing it right now Mm -hmm. um and i think that's going to be it has already shown to to change um, what people can make and people just do it for the art versus saying everybody's going to sound like the Migos because that's what's playing on the radio because mm. we don't need the radio. No. So I can make whatever I want to make. And if you build it, the people will come up and people have shown that they will do that. And so um, it's an exciting time for hip hop, I think. And it's what we wanted. And we have more women because of yes, it. Yes. And um, I think people, the power that people have is going to determine um, what really sells, what really does well, and how how we support the genre or the culture of hip-hop, rather. Yeah, I mean, I think music has been a little more democratic in the way where, like, okay, what people actually want to hear For is sure. what gets the streams. Granted, there are the plants and there sure. are, like, the labels, like, pushing money, pulling money behind people to put them on playlists and get their streams up. But also, like, we've had the era of, like you said, the resurgence of women being in the front of rap or even having, you mentioned Tribe, like, EPMD, like, these people are putting out albums at this time. Like, which we... Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah, Wu-Tang. Like, we've had quite a lot of staple, legendary acts put out um, music in this time, and it's been successful, where, like, maybe in the early 2000s, if you heard that Wu-Tang was making an album, you kind of would have been like, meh. Because everything, you know, everything was Jay-Z, right? Or everything was Eminem, and so... Mm -hmm. I, I, hip hop is has finally made it to uh, in any mainstream. Of course, I think everybody, particularly from New York or who were immersed in the culture in general, always saw it as a classic um, form of music. But it has now become in these 40, 50 years since its its advent has now become a classic genre that defines American music. And to see people that are classic like Tribe or just a number of people releasing albums, Black Thought, and, and everybody just saying like, hey, I am a classic artist and I want to release a record and people yeah. are actually going to listen and people are actually going to support. Um, and it's not, again, not just one particular sound that's dominating, not just one particular artist that's dominating um, because the the genre has matured to where people can say, I prefer... Um, all types of rap Mm -hmm. and all types of rap are valid which i think is is something that people are coming to know and appreciating yeah because i mean at the beginning of the decade there was this um 
elder statesman mentality a little For bit sure. whereas like I don't want to hear that old head <laughs> shit like or it, it would just you know like people now sure. it's like okay like I, or I don't want to hear that young shit like for sure and now it's like that, oh not, yeah. don't hate on the youngin'. no for sure the barbershop arguments right yes, like y'all yes. don't know anything right, right? 80s right. rap is the best rap no mm-hmm. no you know Wayne is the best rapper alive right. and so that that argument uh, I think is being blurred mm-hmm. a lot and you see people who are older um supporting people who are younger literally like financially with mm-hmm. hove supporting you know the j coles and the big shans and, and actually being a a veteran mm-hmm. in the game um foxy working with Nicki minaj you know what i mean like people mm-hmm. just really um or pepsi you know working with megan or juicy j working and so you see people like coming together and forging really this partnership that is that is needed in a genre that has now spanned so many years and in the same way you would see madonna and britney spears partner on a vma stage Mm -hmm. 20 years ago wow we're getting old oh my god Um, not fully 20 years but almost 20 years ago you'd see them partner on the stage or you'd see you know errol smith and you know a a younger rock band getting Mm -hmm. together or reba and carrie underwood recently getting together like you see exactly you see these veterans and these newbies coming together mm-hmm. and they're validating one another yep. um, and bridging the gap of the fan that doesn't want to choose and the fans like us who are you know late 20s early 30s who know them both mm-hmm. and who like them both right yeah. like we're not 50 years old and only thinking about sugar hill gang like we right. we know everything mm-hmm. we, again with that streaming access we're fans of them all mm-hmm. and so having to choose between whether or not, you know, Migos actually raps well versus, oh, I really, really liked, uh, I don't know, Tribe back in the day. Um, it's it's diverse. And I think I'm glad. I'm glad. Me too. <laughs> I don't want to argue about it. I mean, even though this show, Top 5, is literally forces you to kind of choose who's yeah. the best, but like, I'm glad that we can not invalidate it. Yeah, and I think, like, that's part of even the reason why I have this show is, like, that it can be discussed. Yeah. And it doesn't have to... There's, like, no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. It's And it's so objective. For sure. That... Because I think in other genres it's like okay like even classical music like you have your box beethoven's Mo- mozarts and yeah. you these are the you know now yeah. we're getting that with our For genre sure. and it's even being recorded like even with hove winning um what was the the, the songwriter songwriter okay. of the year oh, no, no. Sorry, songwriters hall of fame hall of fame yeah. and like we're getting in, the year too. Yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> of of the millennium okay right, right, right. um but even just getting these highly regarded things that we never ever had or even mm-hmm. just he, him being the first billionaire like not to For be sure. old jay-z stand but like yeah. just to talk about how we are finally breaking into these places which is so yeah, sure. crazy because I mean, granted, like we we were talking about on the side yesterday about like how time it seems like it's so long and short yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So just to know that we're just now breaking these barriers with hip hop sure. and that it's now the primary genre of music. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. It is mind blowing. And, and to that point where you said that, you know, we don't invalidate people you've practiced a lot of restraint on this podcast (laughs) and have let people you know say really cool things so you are truly um 
<laughs> you're needed. <laughs> and, and where we're going, you are so needed because you know me. I would have been like, no, we're not. We're not doing <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. No, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And hip hop is definitely the popular music worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that can be denied. No, all. it can't. Yeah. So let's change gears and let's mm. play a little game that I made up. Love games. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously, because the show is called Top Five, inherently, we've been about this list life. Right. Um, and obviously, as this the end of the year, all these lists have been cemented and like, you know, been a staple in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So let's go through a few best of decade lists from like some notable publications and <laughs> and man. the scale will be defined by the the rating scale will be defined by the play okay button pause button and stop button ah. so the game is called play play pause stop pause is like halfway to stop so play will be something you can agree with to a okay. degree so like but you know like it may it, or it may be on your playlist or right, something like right. that pause would be like something that may be widely accepted sure. but you probably personally like eh, okay. okay and then stop is like we're not doing this with right exactly okay i like this okay you should patent this I, it's patented it's wink it's, wink it's already done <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so for this list from best hip hop and R and B albums of the decade from DJ Booth, mm-hmm. um, the top five hip hop album R and B albums of the decade were "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by Kanye West, "Good Kid, Mad City" by Kendrick Lamar, "Blonde" by Frank Ocean, "To Pimp a Butterfly" by Kendrick Lamar, and "Acid Rap" by Chance the Rapper. Wow. So play, pause, or stop. That's a, who. Who was the publication again? DJ Booth. Wow, that's a heck of a list. Um, mm-hmm. Can Can you name them, and I'll do it after you name each of them. Like, mm-hmm. What's the morning in? Um, number one is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Kanye. As the number, I'll, number I'll say one. pause. I I know it's widely recognized even outside of just the genre of hip hop as the best album of the 2010s, mm-hmm. and, and it came out at the the start of the decade. Um, I think it's a great album, um, but I'm, I'll just pause. I don't think it's the number one uh, album of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Good Kid, Mass City, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I will play it. I'll play it. Uh, he deserves. Kendrick deserves. Blonde, Frank Ocean. I'm gonna stop that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know I, I that have no. Yeah, <laughs> I have no hesitation with stopping that. I think. Um, it's it's one of my least favorite albums of the entire 2010s and so why i think um hmm. i mean frank ocean make no mistake has certainly defined what we know and love to be alternative r&b and this folk r&b that talks about personal issues and and spirituality and just thoughts and you know it's really lo-fi it's really low effort mm-hmm. um <laughs> No, no shade, no shade, no shade. But like in turn, like in comparing Anita Baker and Luther Vandross right. to no, Janine right. Aiko right. and Summer Walker and Franco, like that's it's it's, it's not clearly comparable. not people not out here singing. Okay, right. like that's just not a thing, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. We love it. We we live for it. But um, this particular record, I think. <sighs> You have when when someone releases a classic album like Channel Orange mm-hmm. or like Nostalgia Alter, you have certain uh, 
preconceptions of what their follow-up will be and you can always be disappointed um and you you usually are right because you're like this was so the miseducation of lauren hill was so good Mm -hmm. like why is unplugged played in the same key like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so you you have (laughs) feelings um and for someone who loved channel orange so much Mm -hmm. and for people to kind of like overlook it and to really pretend i I mean i don't want to invalidate people's opinions if they're talking about democratic you know hip-hop and support but i do feel like people are overlooking channel orange which was such a perfect record to praise blonde um and it had some good you know features it had some good writing there's some good production i just think that as a whole it sounds unfinished to me yeah and um maybe people want that uh but i don't and so i'm gonna stop (laughs) i believe it at that yeah to pimp a butterfly kendrick lamar play again um yeah and acid rap chance the rapper we'll play that as well okay yeah i think that's a good so three plays a pause and a stop yeah it's a good list dj booth um pace magazine had the best hip-hop albums of the 2010s Number one was To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was number two. Control with SZA. Mm. Um, Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Mm. And then Yeezus Mm. by Kanye S5. So two Kanyes, two Kendricks, Control. Wow. Well, shout out to SZA for even being, and I certainly think she deserves Mm -hmm. to be, but uh, black women often don't get that credit. I mean, as you see in the last list (laughs) there wasn't even one woman or black um shout out to SZA for making an album that people can even think about as being in the top and it is Mm -hmm. it is it certainly is um I think I'm going to play that entire list I I really do think To Pimp a Butterfly is phenomenal I do think that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is worthy of being top five it's just not number one for me so it it being number two I think is accurate Mm -hmm. I also think Yeezus is one of Kanye's best albums certainly late Kanye's Mm -hmm. best albums Um, I think that whole list is accurate I do damn you said damn Mm -hmm. instead of Good Kid Mad City I would put Good Kid Mad City in the top five versus damn but I do like damn Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll play the whole list Uh, Pace Magazine good job (laughs) good job Billboard had the best overlooked hip hop and R&B albums of the 2010s okay so mentions on there were Free TC Ty Dolla Sign which Mm. is one of my favorite mm-hmm. i really don't often put my opinion in there but that was a good one yeah um broke with expensive taste azalea mm-hmm. banks um crenshaw nipsey hustle mm. r.i.p mm-hmm. um eve by rhapsody which mm. just came out two months yeah. ago <laughs> sorry <laughs> and party next door self-titled which i love the album did well. you work for billboard now <laughs> Like I? <laughs> that sounds like a Zoe list. Wow. Does wow. that sound like a Zoe it list? It does. Now that I look at it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's probably why I picked it. So Billboard, aka Top Five by Zoe, oh, made this wow. list. Um, wow. wow. I think it's an interesting list. I haven't heard that Ty Dolla Sign record that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Broke with Expensive Taste is absolutely by far one of the best albums released in the 2010s mm-hmm. or in hip hop. 
period, especially yeah. as a debut album. It's yeah. Fascinating. Um, I haven't heard anything like it even since. Yeah. Like, nobody has said, wow, this is a really good album. And Azalea Banks kind of ruined her career. I should take the sound. Right. Like nobody has right. done that. And, I'm which surprised, is which is like, <laughs> this is what hip hop is. Exactly. Like, it's like, Azalea's trash. So, well, as a person, so I'm going to go ahead and just, <laughs> you know, sneak right in here. Um, no, Broke with Expensive Taste is phenomenal. Um, I certainly think Rhapsody's Layla's wisdom exceeds what was done on Eve, even though Eve conceptually is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Eve is amazing. I mean, she was rapping, rapping. She yeah. always raps. Yeah. When, anytime she opens her mouth, I mean, her name is literally Rhapsody. Yeah, so right. That was a given, but like mm-hmm. she raps, like period. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say they were not overlooked. I think that, um, yeah. I mean, the Rhapsody one, as you said, it just came out. So right. we don't know what this will become. And it, it is really highly rated. I think it may be as highly rated as like Lemonade. And mm. so like up in the upper 90s. Probably, yeah. On Metacritic. And so I'm people sure. acknowledge that it is a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's about to go on tour. And so like, I don't know if that is fully overlooked for the decade, considering it came out in the last year and the last half of a decade. Yeah, you literally know I mean? in Q4, Q3, <laughs> of Q4. the last year. Like, what? <laughs> um, so that was a reach. But I yeah. think, you know, people are overlooked. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's fair. And I definitely think Brooke with Expensive Taste is one of those records that were. So you would play this playlist? Um, without having heard the Ty Dolla Sign album or the Party Next Door album that was overlooked, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. because I do like Ty Dolla Sign and I do like Party Next Door, and so I trust that <laughs> the other people, the other names on the list, sound like they were good. So I think the person knows what they were doing. So I'm gonna play it. Okay. And most valuable rap hip hop producers of the decade. Ooh. So. I'll probably uh, after I read the list, I'll probably give some songs that these people did. Okay. Um. So we have Boy Wonder. Okay. Um, Forty, which is Drake's producer, okay. like in-house producer, basically. Okay. Um, Louis Bell, which I'll get into who he is in okay. a second. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me more about. <laughs> um, Mike Will made it. Okay. And T minus. Okay. So Boy Wonder. He, yeah, you know, who he is. I don't even think anybody. Well, it, like, if it, there is anybody out there who has not heard a Boy Wonder record, they're not going to hear this podcast. So, like, it's just, that's true. We You're might not as well listening. not. You like, know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge you. Um, do, just Google. Do you Google? Like Fredro Star would say. Um, uh, 40, which is obviously Drake's producer. Yeah. I don't have to say anything else. Yeah, that really because does that speak is for literally that does. it. Um, Louis Bell. Which I was a little confused of why he was on this playlist, but because he had big records with outside of hip hop, he's not black also, and he's post Malone. He had a lot of mm. post Malone credits. So okay, I guess post Malone did have a big decade. Well, mm, last few years, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying, well, it is a big decade yeah, for him. I guess not? not for us. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah, post Malone had less. I think it's hard because people who um, have success at the latter half of the decade are mm. seen as dominating the decade yeah. in some ways. Mm, that's um, important. Which I think is fine. Um, but when you have so like Nicki Minaj released her debut album at the start of the decade and for a large part of the decade did dominate, you know, um, 
all the collabs, all, all of the, you know, conversations as it relates to rap and not just women in rap, but rap in general. Um, and talking about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, people still cite her monster verse mm-hmm. on that album. Yep. Um, for her to not be mentioned is a little weird um, mm. because for Post Malone to to be seen as having a bigger decade than Nicki Minaj is hilarious. <laughs> Um, but again, because his success is at the end, mm-hmm. and so people are more likely to remember that versus the entire period of time that Nicki Minaj was on everybody's radio station. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't. Uh, th- that producer may very well be the producer. <laughs> like he might be that nigga. Like I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, and then we had Michael made it, you know, obviously he put like did Mercy, yeah. Mike is, No Lie, Bands that Make a Dance, like Mike, <laughs> Mike will make period. Um, and then T minus is obviously a legend. Even we talk about Nikki moment for life. What else is on there? The model make me proud. I'm on one yeah. swimming pools. Yeah, like no, he should be number one. Yeah. Like I mean, that's, well, right. Wonder, that's, that's hard. That beside yeah, I was going to okay, say yeah. with both Boy of Wonder, them, they, it's, it's top two. This <laughs> is a top two mess. Like right, this must be really just. Good. This is another DJ Booth playlist. Yeah, but no, that's really good. Maybe it's just by like, hmm. And for our fifth list mm-hmm. will be Mark's list. Oh my! Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I'm like yes. <laughs> in uh, in terms of what though? Um, let's see. What were your top five favorite albums that came out this decade? Okay, yeah, y'all know I love albums. I love albums. I so know much. Th- this and, is why um, this is perfect for you. It was always hilarious when Zoe and I would do our um, playlists because I'm not a playlist person, <laughs> and you know this. I love yes. an album, and um, but I did it. You know, I, I became good at it. I'm a good curator. Um, no, I'm alright. So it was good. But um, top five albums of the decade. Um, I think this is perfect because m- those lists were completely devoid of women um, mm-hmm. and women really did shape a lot of the good music in this decade. The primary album, as we discussed at the beginning of this episode, uh, is Beyonce. It is self-titled. Um, and why? It is a uh, perfect album. And I think pop music is often seen as a a less superior music because in hip hop um, at least in hip hop and I think for people who are fans of music right mm-hmm. like people who like R and B or jazz they're like oh that's some some next level stuff but um not next level some other stuff rather but in terms of the technicalities of it and it's engineered to be perfect music um, and we see that with you know, the people who lead that category like Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, but with Beyonce's self-titled album, which was supposed to be like this, uh, you know, antithesis of perfection was actually a really perfect album. There is no snare that should not be there. There is Mm -hmm. no chord that sounds odd. Um, Her vocals are in perfect form. The writing is beyond. I mean, you have Sia writing, you have Frank Ocean Mm -hmm. writing, you have Miguel writing, you have Beyonce herself writing on this album, Hove. Um, And so just in terms of the way it was crafted, um, conceptually, it was 
otherworldly. Um, the visual, which this was mm. Beyonce's second visual album, but she marketed it as her first visual album. Um, <laughs> it, it just, there is nothing that at that scale, I think yeah. obviously we talk about what people are able to do in sort of a lo-fi capacity as we talked about with Blonde, but like the scale of self-titled from its concept to the execution of it production-wise and partnering with Boots and partnering with Timbaland and partnering with Pharrell yep. and Blow and all of that um, to getting those songs, then to making the visual album, yep. uh, then to the secrecy of it, then to the, the launch, like the actual marketing of it mm -hmm. everything at every level it's genius yeah. at every single level from yeah. pretty hurts to blue the album f from every perspective is absolute genius mm -hmm. um that i don't think we've seen literally and I, I for people who think this is like taboo to say i don't think we've seen that level of marketing genius production genius effort care and scale since thriller as yeah. an album even though ooh, that's a tall um, order I, I think so i mean i and i think it was intentionally so i mean mike and quincy spent well like over a million dollars recording yep. thriller because of the way that off the wall was overlooked mm-hmm off the wall was sold millions and millions of records but when it came to the accolades from the industry they were like oh this was a good r&b album yep. right like this yep. this yep. is a good little yeah, effort yeah. right that was cute <laughs> right that was cute that was good with the black guy Dak exactly yeah like, he oh. was in jackson five he has his own album exactly. yeah, that's cute exactly yeah. and um and for the same way i mean most people consider four to be one of beyonce's greatest albums i always um, say that converted me to beyonce's Fans, for sure at least yeah for sure and she made that at a time where um adele was the biggest person in music and so pop ballads and then also edms you have kesha and you have people um fun you know mm -hmm. really dominating radio airwaves and she decided to make this this classically r&b album that people didn't really pay attention to mm -hmm. um everybody sings run the world girls now but like it didn't do anything on the charts like no nobody really paid attention yeah. to four yeah. and obviously she had left her father and a whole number of things that contributed to her making this album. We saw the miscarriage, all of that, her having a daughter, et cetera, that contributed to her coming out with this album that she particularly crafted in the same way, painstaking way that Quincy and Mike went in and saying, we are going to make an album that cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I nobody can deny it but the grammy academy themselves like everybody else is like this is the album and right. so that that's just the top of the list for me um i was a huge fan of um the 2020 experience mm -hmm. the first one. Oh, um, i was surprised that you were gonna mention this one. yeah i was Ooh. a huge fan of that i mean you know, don't I hold the one. wall strawberry bubble gum and mirrors and just timbaland production period. oh my goodness it was just it was good and it, for someone who likes an album and to hear those transitions mm. into each song and it really played seamlessly and for the the, the changes in the song themselves or in the tracks themselves was really creative mm -hmm. um and it sounds great yeah. right now yeah. like today <laughs> i really literally was listening to it yesterday were you wow yeah. um it's a really great album um Wow, um, Electric Lady, Janelle Monet. Incredible, incredible album. Yeah. It was, um, it really is that medium 
between that high level, highbrow jazz mm-hmm. and classical that she did on Metropolis and then the fully pop that she gave us on her last record, Dirty Computer. Mm-hmm. It is that in between. And yeah, I think literally. it was the first time she made accessible music. Mm-hmm. So all of her suites prior to that were like, I'm Janelle Monet. I know everything there is to know about music. No, seriously. And I'm weird. And I'm, you know, going to put some tech in here. And um, I mean, you're talking about someone who's a fan of Prince and Outkast and all of these people who are very avant-garde mm-hmm. in their approach to music. And she was. And I think that album was the first time I felt like it was accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? So that's three, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, Eagle Death. <sighs> Can't talk about this decade without talking about the internet's ego death. You you already Clap. know, yeah. You know I'm a Sid stand. Yeah. I'm an internet stand. Yeah. Um, ego death is phenomenal. I, I fell in love with the internet because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Man, it, 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 I, I, there are too many good things to talk. About. I mean, the band themselves—they don't sample anything. They mm. create these productions, these yeah. lush productions. Even if they use interpolated lyrics from. Or melodies from something else. Oh, do they? So, um, what song is that? Um, used to be you and me, young and in love. That's a oh, from yeah, Dwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, like, for sure. even still, for but sure. no, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But even that in that, I don't love it, you no more. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. No, for sure. Um, but it's just so unique to them that it it's just like. At, but music-wise, because I, yeah. I think a lot of people, and for right reasons, get stuck on Sid, Sid mm-hmm. as the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Steve and but Matt the, and oh, the God. band. Yeah. It's the same thing with Sade, right? Like people right. are like, oh, oh, Sade the singer. Yeah, like and they Helen. don't care oh about God. the yeah, actual nobody. bands. Right. Like the internet band is mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. And I don't I hope people know. Like Sid is not going in and somebody's making this on the computer. Like people are writing these melodies, yeah. writing these progressions, and actually making music that sounds superb. And, and that's this is a perfect segue into what i will say as my next album that i waited for since the beginning of the decade and was finally released um halfway into it is we are king yep um i knew you was gonna bring up king. oh my god <laughs> do you i don't think people understand again the scale of this perfection like mm-hmm. you, it's one thing like i hear a lot of good music in my head <laughs> like and that's not even to my own horn because i can't actually get it out but like i hear great things but yeah these women are so good they're yeah. not, no they're so excellent they're so excellent as musicians as students of music as um and i think that's important because that's what you and i are like we we study music um we're not just passive fans or just you know and and not to shade anybody like you should just enjoy music just because it's music but Mm -hmm. like knowing the history of music knowing the feeling behind something or the tone that will evoke a certain emotion or just what they do with sense and what they do with oh my god i just can't i can't it's everything about it is like it's an orgasm. It really it, is. I was it's jazz, say, it's R and B, it's wow. futuristic, it's retro, it's perfect. It's also has some lo fi qualities. But it's, it's just, just perfect. Amazing. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's literally you put me on to King and literally listening to them. You don't even need a Christmas gift now. That's that's your <laughs> forever gift. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? That's your forever gift. <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> you stress me. 
out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But um, no, King is bomb and yeah. thank you. I appreciate for sure. For sure. Um, so as we wrap up, what's some things that you would like to see in the new decade? What's some things that you would want to stop? Um, what would I like to see? I would just really like to see um people caring again. Mm-hmm. I think um I I love music and we talked about pop music and it's engineered perfection, but I love um superstars. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I love Queen, I love Freddie Mercury, I love Elton John, I love Whitney Houston and mm-hmm. Aretha. Yep. I'm talking like you know, big boas and gowns and beads yes. and hair yes. and, yes. you know, pop-up toasters like Michael and Janet Jackson yeah. and, and, you know, productions <laughs> yeah. and shock and awe. I want, mm-hmm. I, as much as I appreciate alternative R&B and the effortlessness of it, um, I really do want to see more glamour mm. and more shock. I think part of being fascinated and enjoying music is, um, for a lot of reasons it feels like it's something that's unattainable it's aspirational Mm. i think a lot of people grew up watching uh whitney houston on television or watching destiny's child and saying wow i want to do that i have to work really hard to do that Mm -hmm. i don't know if when people watch people's instagram stories or lives and see them just singing in a basement and there's 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 credit to that i mean there's something good about being able to say oh i can do that too Mm -hmm. um but I really do want some aspirational artists. Mm. I really do want people to just come from the ceiling, right? Or like come in a helicopter to the Super Bowl like Diana Ross. You know what I mean? Like I, I want it to be otherworldly. Yeah. I want fantasy. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I really want. I want fantasy in music. I want people to be like, wow. Like when you hear Minnie Ripperton or Mariah Carey do a whistle note, like I right. have to work all day. Together. I have to work all day to do this Brandy run. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. What you know is my life yeah. story. <laughs> if y'all want to know what I'll be doing tonight, that's what I'll be doing is figuring out a Brandy run, a new one. Um, <laughs> but that's what I want. I want glamour. I want impossibility to come back to music. Mm. Um, as far as what I want to stop, you know what I want to stop. I don't, I'm tired of remakes. <laughs> I, I mean, sample, sure. But I really do want something new. I feel like everything yeah. has been done. Yeah. Everything has been done mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, literally music has existed. Popular music and recorded music has existed for nearly 100 years at this point. Yeah. And that is not even a cap. You know what I mean? Like, that's no, not even like, oh, you're exaggerating. No, we've had music for a long periodically time. <laughs> Like, okay. So I really do want people to try something new. Yeah. Anything new. I agree. Anything new. Like, I'm over it in terms of y'all. Like, I understand we hold the nostalgia associated with these songs, make it so, you know, near and dear to our hearts. And, you know, it's like, okay, like, oh, we hear something familiar and it makes us bring us back to that feeling. But then also, it's just like, we there's just so much things that we haven't done yeah and i feel like there's so many people who have these minds yeah and e- i think even the people that we love the most like even the hoves the yeah. beyonce's the yeah. solanges we they do things that we don't 
here we never exactly. heard that's why i think we love them yeah, right because they're innovative they're innovators and i i there are not that there are not innovative people out there but i think just as a in a grander scheme of things i really do want to see i want to see a sound of the 2020s and for a long mm. time in the 2010s of course you and i talked about it we didn't feel like there was a sound for it as mm. people would refer to the 80s or as people refer to the 90s yeah. or the 70s right mm-hmm. or even the 60s with you know motown sound yeah. um I really do want the 2020s to have a sound. Mm -hmm. Um, I want people to try new things. I also, since I have this soapbox, thank you. You're welcome. I want people to um, give women equal space in rap. I really do just want that. Like, I, I don't want the female rapper or when you have a top Period. five you list oh and then my female just for Period. gp you know what i mean Period. like i'm gonna throw a woman in there Period. women are at this point and at the latter stage of the decade have been killing rap yeah. right they again they are students of rap and they come prepared they i mean we're talking about you know we talked about megan but also tiara whack mm-hmm. and rico and all of these no women who are uh, beyond. beyond Rhapsody I mean we, we talked about Rhapsody's freestyle recently <sighs> and I was just like course, how yeah. many bars <laughs> like how many how many bars literally and, and, and complete juxtaposition not that the men in rap are not doing well but they, they're not as prepared and they don't have to be no and so I want because women have done the work because they're continuing to do the work um, I want them to have equal opportunity. I want them to be invited to the table. I want them to be included in your list. Yeah. I want them to be included in your, you know, everything. Because in no other genre are they as overlooked, mm. right? When people talk about the greatest singers in R&B or in soul, nobody is like, you know, Barry White, da 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 and then Aretha. Like, Aretha yeah. starts the right. list, right? Period. When people talk about disco they started with Donna Summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I really do Motown as well. Like I really do want people to give women not uh, un, not a special treatment, but fair treatment mm, equity because they are doing what nobody else is doing. And that is coming and showing up prepared to do what needs to be done and um i hope that changes in the 2010 2020s we're getting so old um <laughs> oh and I, i'll be waiting to see it happen i will too and even having more platforms where women are led to talk about hip-hop because it's for like sure. you know always it's you know i gotta talk my shit for a yes, second yes, yes but it's usually always like oh the guys who have their shows right. and it's like oh yeah like oh the howards like even not even in hip-hop but like you know it's right. always the howard stearns and right. always the larry kings or right. it's always these people but let's have more women talking about hip-hop and leading their own platforms for and, sure you know that's all i hope to achieve in 2020 yeah um just giving you, a mini already there. resolution we already in this lux y'all see this stuff glory yes name on the screen name on the screen um no i i think that you are definitely on your way to doing that and it it's important to not just have you know to not just have women as entertainment right Mm -hmm. we need people who can truly analyze that and understand the nuances of what they're doing um because we see with people even veterans like jd who are quick to dismiss mm. what women are doing in rap. You know Sigh. what I mean? And so it's important to have women 
uh, that are critics and are analysts and can say, okay, this is important because of this, because I don't know if men, because women haven't been given that space, really see the complexities and the nuances of what women in rap do. And so mm. your voice is needed. And I think that, yeah, you're on your way. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Now my cash app. <laughs> <laughs> to get this boy out of here just tell him your at name oh <laughs> so i am um, i'm at mark peter dad on instagram follow me yes. um yeah and we'll see you next time you're on the show next, yeah, next year i appreciate you pulling thank up thank you thank you thank you thank you take care